All right, if everybody wants to find their way to their seats, we'll get started here. Man, what a crowd. This is awesome today. Everybody came out to hear me preach, I guess. Um, no, I'm just joking. But shout out. We got a, we got a handicapped kid here today that's uh, it's really good to see back in with us. Carrie's here with us. So uh, for those that don't know, he uh, had a little fall, but he's with us today, and that's awesome to see. So glad you're here, man. Um, so yeah, we're going to step into Ephesians 6. We're going to talk about the first two um, pieces of armor that Paul starts talking about with the whole armor of God. Um, but first I want to say thanks. Uh, thanks to everybody that gave such kind words from the last time I preached. Um, I didn't deserve it. And I think you said it a little too well because Jerry brought me up here a little sooner than I anticipated for the next time to preach. Um, but I am kind of on this emotional roller coaster because I thought I did a fairly decent job through the you know, the Lord speaking through me, um, that, you know, I had three verses, technically kind of two, the last time I preached, I thought maybe I'm going to get four verses or five verses to kind of roll through. Well, no, he ends up giving me two verses, um, to preach. And then a couple weeks ago, he says, actually, I'm going to step into 13. Why don't you just do 14? So I went down to one verse and then he eventually kind of gave me back 13. So we're going to, um, go through it, but it was just this, you know, how, what, what's going on? So anyways, I appreciate that. Um, and I am excited to step into Ephesians uh, 6 and talk about this. But I am, for some reason, I'm just going to be honest, I'm a little off right now. And I don't know what it is. It's probably this, this evil, evil character that uh, um, trolls around us in different ways. But um, there's a nerve in me that's just off for some reason. If you guys can just pray for me as I go through this, I'd appreciate it. But I want to take a quick survey. Um, how many of us in here today are wearing shoes? You can raise your hands. Shoes, sandals, you know, whatever. You got something on your feet. All right. How many of us in here today are wearing pants? Skirts count, you know, whatever. You're here. Okay, okay. I think we're at 100%. Um, what about a shirt? I assume, okay. Yep. Okay, we're good. So you guys all came prepared to be here today, didn't you? You put on your outfits, your garbs, and you showed up. So that's awesome. Um, and we as Americans, um, we know how to prepare for occasions. Whether you're going to work, you put on what you need. You put in the truck what you need. You, you prepare before you go out. When you're working out, you usually put on your favorite shorts, your favorite stretchy pants, and then you go to work out. Or if you uh, maybe are just going to lounge around the house, you put those same favorite shorts or the same favorite stretchy pants on um, and lounge around. The same thing with events, weddings, etc. We all know how to prepare for the things we will be stepping into each and every day. So just have that in the back of your head as we, uh, as we begin to um, go through the breastplate and the belt of truth. If I can get this, oh, you got to turn it on. All right, so let's step into Ephesians 6, 13 through 14. It says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Um, so let's just go through uh, verse 13 real quickly. Um, therefore, 
Therefore, kind of points us back. Uh, what's it pointing us back to? Well, it points us back to verse 12. In other words, since we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly places. So since we wrestle with those, we are to take up. This is an action word. Action is needed and essential. We see in Ephesians 11, it tells us to put on. We're not called to look at this armor. We're not called to study it. We're not called. It's, we're called to make an action, to take up and put on, to use it. Um, and we're called to use what? Not part of it, but the whole armor. The whole armor. Ephesians 4.27 says, And give no opportunity to the devil. Guys, if you don't put it all on, it's no good. You leave holes, you leave weaknesses, you know, voids. And those are all places that the devil likes to find. Um, and then whose armor are we putting on? Of course, we're putting on God's armor. It's stuff, it is armor that he has given to us. It's not our armor that we're putting on. It says, and then you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Guys, it's coming. Um, just like Jerry said two weeks ago, um, if we're actively walking with the Lord and we're not in a stagnant place, it's coming. And it's a dark place to be. If you're in a stagnant place in your walk with Christ, chances are you won't notice these dark events happening to you. Satan doesn't even want to probably touch you because you're where he wants you to be. But if you're pursuing Christ in some fashion, if you're seeking a relationship with him, You'll be surprised the things, actually, you probably won't be surprised that roll down your way slowly and steadily, the way he just likes to turn and twist. Um, and then what does that look like for you, this evil day? What does it look like? Is it being reminded of past sins, failures, current sins maybe that you're struggling with? Is it the loss of a loved one and that hardship? Is it doubt just in your head? Um, what does that evil day look like for you? And that's something that you have to kind of review for yourself um, and understand how Satan um, dives in and pushes on those buttons. And it says, and having done all to stand firm. And having done all to stand firm. The New Living Translation puts it, then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Because it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Then you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. So if you put it on, if you put the whole armor on, if you put on the whole armor of God, then after the battle, you too will be standing firm. Moving on into verse 14. It says, stand therefore. Guys, Paul isn't urging us to go into any kind of war here. He just calls us to stand. The war has already been won. We see that Christ did it on the cross. 2 Timothy 1.10 And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. 
Colossians 2, 13 through 15. It says, You are dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it on the cross. And in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly with by his victory over them on the cross. Paul is calling us just to stand. He's calling us to stand firmly in the battle that we are in. In the evil day you are in. The war has been won with Christ's victory on the cross, but we still must daily stand with the armor of God. Jerry gave us this picture last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, of a man in a snowstorm, kind of just braced, fighting the wind and the cold, and just standing firm in his stance there. Or he gave the picture of Rocky, you know, standing boldly, you know, at the end of a victory, but he was standing. Um, my picture that I came up with is a little different. Um, my picture was of a man at the door of his house, protecting what was his. His wife, we see in Ephesians 5, protecting his children, we see that in Ephesians 5, and protecting any of those under his earthly authority, and we see that in Ephesians 6. But how do we do this protecting? We do it with armor. Again, God's armor, all the armor. But today, like I said, we're going to be talking about two pieces of this armor. We're going to talk about the belt of truth first. The military belt. Paul loved the imagery of military stuff, and he uses it all throughout his letters that he wrote. Um, but the military belt, it was central to everything. It was necessary for the armor to work properly. It held everything together. It kept tools and weapons accessible. Um, but this belt, I really wrestled with this. I don't know why the belt of truth took me forever to put together. I basically had sermon prep for me was two items, the belt of truth and the belt of righteousness. Well, it took me a long time to kind of work through the belt of truth. Um, we see truth called so many things throughout scripture. So what does it mean here? Why does he talk about truth first? Well, this is the best way I came up with. You see, the belt's a circle. So that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a circle. Um, so let's step into that. We see that truth is the word. 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. John 8, 31 through 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the truth is the word. Then we see the word is Jesus. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the son from the father, full of grace and truth. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then thirdly, we see Jesus is the gospel. I go too far. 
There we go. Jesus is the gospel. Um, Ephesians 1 and 3. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 4, 19 through 22. They had become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But this is not the way you learned it. Assuming that you had heard about him and were taught in him, and the truth is in Jesus, to put off of the old self which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And then last, we see that truth, or the gospel, is truth. Colossians 1.5, the second part says, Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. Galatians 2.5. It says, To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Guys, you see, if we don't have truth, we have nothing. It all falls apart. In other words, if the word isn't true, then Jesus isn't true. If Jesus isn't true, then the gospel isn't true. And if the gospel isn't true, then we've got nothing. And if the belt comes off, the rest of the armor doesn't work. The belt holds it all together. That's why, in my opinion, Paul started with truth. It was necessary for everything else. So my first point was truth holds it all together. Again, I don't know why I wrestled with that so much, but I did. You know, it wasn't as simple as, you know, a lot of commentaries and stuff kind of went through and just, you know, truth, the belt of truth is just talking truth, giving truth, man of integrity, be truthful. Well, I just, I went through and there was so much more to it to me. This, you know, the truth is called so many things, you know, again, the belt, we see that Jesus you know, the word's called truth. Jesus is called truth. The gospel is called truth. And it just kind of all tied together for me. So this was my best way of breaking it apart for you guys, is that the truth is everything. If we don't have truth, the rest of it, again, falls apart. Truth holds it all together. All right, stepping into the breastplate now, the breastplate of righteousness. Again, this military breastplate, let's take a look at this, that. Um, they were often made of metal or leather, and they surrounded the whole core of the body, not just the front, surrounded the back as well. It protected the most vital parts of the body, the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, etc. Um, and the breastplate had one job, to keep you alive. Like I said, it protected the core, the most essentials. It kept you alive. So the definition um, that I looked up for righteousness in the Oxford Dictionary, it says the quality of being morally right or justifiable. The quality of being morally right or justifiable. Is that what we are? Not by ourselves or our own doing, for sure. We see in Romans 3.10, it says this is written, none is righteous. No, not one. He's quoting from Psalms 14 there. In Ephesians 2, 1 through 2. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Now we're broken. We're disgusting. We're dead. 
and we're definitely not righteous. But thankfully, it's not our armor, is it? We don't put on our armor. This armor is God's armor. It's the armor of righteousness we are putting on. We see in Ephesians 4, 24, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then Romans 3, 21 through 26. This is the New Living Translation version. It says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writing of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right or righteous with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of this glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right or righteous in his sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right or righteous with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past for he was looking ahead including them and what he'd do in this present time god did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and he makes sinners right or righteous in his sight when they believe in jesus again we see in Romans 5, 18, it says, Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. There are other verses throughout Scripture that share this as well. Because we are putting on God's righteousness. The righteousness that came through His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And since this breastplate is there to keep us alive... And because we are alive in Christ's righteousness, should we not all the more live for Christ? 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 10. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us, and no one will find fault with our ministry. If everything we do, in everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We've been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. But we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love, we faithfully preach God. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well-known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we have spiritual riches in others. We owe nothing, and yet we have everything. My last point is stand 
and live in his righteousness. Stand and live in his righteousness. Um, now in closing today, guys, I, I'm not sure what battles you're fighting, what struggles you're going through, what rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces you may be wrestling with. But we have been given the armor of God and have been commanded, commanded to take it up, put it on. Take it up and put it on. The belt of truth. Truth is in the word. Truth is in Jesus. Truth is in the gospel. And the knowledge that truth holds it all together. And the breastplate of righteousness. A righteousness that isn't our own when we put it on, but given to us freely. A righteousness that allows us to stand without fear of those spiritual forces. Without fear of the spiritual forces. And to live without fear of cosmic powers. Again, put it on. Truth holds it together. Stand and live in his righteousness, guys. Let me close this in prayer, and then we'll step into a time of, uh, here at Redstone, we like just get input, takeaways, um, just thoughts from the sermon, but let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity you've given me, God, to um, just wrestle through scripture a little bit and try to understand it and find a way to give it away. Um, I know it was a little hard for me, um, but I'm thankful for it, Lord. Even if I got up here and just read Ephesians 6, Lord, you would be glorified. Um, and I thank you that you were enlightened me in such a way to um, just share this message. And I pray that you would uh, just soften our hearts still yet through this day. Um, we praise your name, Lord, and we ask that you would help us um, to make this action and to step up and to put the armor that you've been given to us on. Help us to wear it boldly and to proclaim your name loudly. Lord, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.